Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Hello, I'm United States Treasury Secretary Henry Louis Gates Jr. If you like, you could call me Skip. What's your name? Will. Hello, Will. What can I help you with today? I need to know who I am. I'm sorry I can't help you with that, but I can check your eligibility. Would you like me to do that? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and the Oscar goes to... <laughs> well, you know, you know, one of my best friends is Cornell West, and Cornell played the counselor West in The Matrix, right? Right. So I couldn't let Cornell get ahead of me. No, Joe. man. The I Oscar. Have, yeah. uh, I got it. <laughs> the Oscar goes to Professor Henry Louis Gates playing Professor Henry. Louis... <laughs> uh, the Secretary they... of the. The Secretary of the Treasury of the United States, who is in charge of two things, giving out DNA um, tests to people who are descendants of the Tulsa race riot, the Tulsa massacre of 1921. And then if you prove through your DNA that you are a descendant of a victim of the Tulsa race riot, giving you your reparation check. Wow. You can't, you can't have a better job than that. that and that, that's the Watchmen, which, by the way, features two people that you ended up working with, Regina King and Damon Lindelof. Uh, uh, let's start with um, Regina King. Uh, th that's going to be featured today, uh, this evening, on Finding Your Roots. Well, Regina played Sister Knight, who was my ultimate um, uh, uh, fantasy hero. And Damon Lindelof was the, um, the producer-director. Damon, by the way, was uh, pivotal in the creation of Lost. Do you remember Lost? Oh, we yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, right. And Damon, Joe, um, took the Watchmen series um, and grafted it onto the Tulsa race riots and fused it with an idea he got um, watching, remember um, when we did Many Rivers to Cross, 500 Years of African-American History, and we focused on, in one episode, on the Tulsa Massacre. So he was inspired by that and by Finding Your Roots, and he put together that whole idea that people in Tulsa could go into the National African-American History Museum, get their DNA tested, so and then get reparations checked. So what we did was we said, okay, turnabout is fair play, right? So um, I reached out to Regina and um, to Damon and Gene Smart, whom we hope to do next year, and asked them if we could um, trace their family tree. So tonight is our Watchmen episode, and I have an I was praying, I was praying, Joe, that you would start with that clip because I have a major announcement on Friday. I had the honor of um, giving a lecture to well over a thousand people in Tulsa. And before I uh, went to the stage, I was asked if I could have a private meeting. And are you ready for this? With the three living survivors, survivors wow. of the Tulsa massacre, man. And they were Viola Fletcher, right. who is, will be 108 years old in May. Her younger brother, <laughs> Hughes Van Ellis, who is 101, and Lessie Benningfield Randall, 
who is 107. And it was just such a great honor for me to meet them. And, you know, Faulkner said famously, Joe, that the past is never dead. It's not even past. And that's what I felt like when I was, you know, meeting these three people. Now, did you record it? Well, it wasn't recorded, but better than this. Okay. Um, Viola's son, Ike, right in the middle of this meeting, and I was just overwhelmed just to be in their presence. Viola's son, Ike, said, Dr. Gates, would you trace the family trees of the three survivors? So I am announcing to the Black Eagle on the Madison show that next season, season nine of Finding Roots, will include a segment Tracing the ancestry of the three survivors of the Tulsa race massacre. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I know, yeah, and I know your and staff that, is excited, as, as you are and we are, to, be, to see the conclusion of that. Wow. And yeah, that, because yeah. it just shows you how recent... Black history is right that it's yesterday. I mean, these people, you know, when we think about Tulsa in 1921, that's 100 years ago. Everybody must be long transition, right? right. Nope. <laughs> so these three are, are, and three of the are still are still. And, and oh, man, I, I I could actually spend the rest of the show <laughs> asking yeah. you how how would you approach that? Uh, and I take it all these individuals uh, are lucid. And and oh and, yeah okay okay they, they they are as lucid as you and me oh. <laughs> well that doesn't take a lot they, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be running any hundred hundred meter dashes anytime soon right but neither neither am I but they are very very lucid and so the first thing we're doing is getting them tested right away right you know, getting their DNA right and then we'll trace their ancestry and given their age man oh yeah. we were. I mean, they are that close. Think how close they are to Reconstruction, yes. and therefore to the our, our collective slave experience. So, we've never traced a centenarian's um, ancestry before. So this will be this will be, this'll be huge. Yeah, you know? it'll be first. Uh, real quick, Regina King and Damon. Okay. Uh, and, and, yeah. What 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 was what stood out? And and not giving everything away with uh, her All right. segment. Um, Regi- on Regina's mother's side, we found her third great-grandparents. That means her great-great-great-grandparents, who named were Bob and Ellen Kane, in the 1880 census for Alabama. They had eight children. And um, we believe that Bob and Ellen were had been a couple during the slave era. And, in fact, in the archives of Elmore County, Alabama, we found their marriage certificate from 1870. So five years after they were freed, they got married. And then we identified a white slave owner named E.M. Kane, same surname as Bob, who lived close to where Bob and Ellen married. And in the 1860 census, we found the slave schedule for E.M. Kane and enlisted several individuals who were the right age to be Regina's ancestors. And then digging more deeply, as we always do, we found the 1851 will of E.M. Kane's grandfather, whose name was Elijah Kane, and it bequeaths Joe a quote-unquote Negro boy named Bob to be divided between his two grandsons. And the, du Bois, and the boy is about six years old, matching the age Bob Kane would have been at that time. And we believe 
that that little boy was Regina's third great-grandfather. And, Joe, when I showed her the document and she read it and she looked at me, she she began to weep. It was so, so deeply moving. And then there's nothing that moves African-Americans more than seeing the name, actual name of their enslaved ancestor in a document created by um, a white man or woman who enslaved them. That's right. And That's the second, right. But the second, the second most moving thing, which is so relevant to you and the campaign that you so heroically led, get this. We found Bob's Alabama voter registration certificate uh-huh. dated July 5th, 1867, wow. showing that Bob, though he was illiterate, registered to vote as soon as the law allowed. allowed and, you wow. re- and you remember that the Reconstruction Act gave all of the black men in the former Confederacy in the summer of 1867 the right to vote. They got the right to vote in the South before uh, the fifth, three years before the 15th Amendment was ratified, which gave all black men in the North and the South the right to vote. And when she saw this, Regina began to weep all over. But she said these were happy tears. Yeah, yeah. And you remember, and you you remember John Lewis the same thing. When I showed Saint John Lewis, his uh, great great grandfather's name was Tobias Carter. He was in Alabama. He registered the same month and the same year to vote. And John uh, began to cry, and he said, "I guess." Voter registration is part of my DNA. Yeah. And I say, Congressman, I guess it is. Yeah. So on Regina's father's side, we were able to go back to her third great-grandmother, who was born in about 1825 in Georgia. And on her mother's side, to her fourth great-grandfather's name, I love this, his name was Neptune Lecter. Ah. <laughs> 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 he, he was born sometime between 1817 and 1820 in Alabama. And Regina, you love, you're the Mr. DNA. Regina, 76% African, 24% European. And this is the average for African Americans. The average African American, I want everybody listening today to know that this is the average DNA admixture for our people. Mm-hmm. We are on average about 75% African and about 24% European. And that is more or less what um, Regina is. And her DNA cousin is the white actor, the white actor, Catherine Hahn. And she almost fell out out of her seat. (laughs) And once again, I got to tell you, see, my dream is for Henry Louis Gates to bring these cousins together, these DNA cousins. And just, you know, what what kind of... But, you know, you... You do with with all the mess that's going on. You do more in this in these finding your roots segment to make us realize how all closely related we all are, and this construct at the level of the at the level of the genome of the genome. No, you can't you can't you can't have a more intimate level than that. These yeah. are blood relatives. Yeah, these are people right. who are not hypothetical cousins. They descend from a common ancestor, and that evidence is in yeah. our yeah. DNA. Yeah, and and this whole thing. And I've been reading your uh, your the book um, "Who's Black and Why," 
I mean, this. this oh, you have. Thank you. Oh, thank man, you. oh, please. This construct thing. This <laughs> called race. I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, you, you, you basically you end up just wiping it out. I mean, it just yep. it, you know this this crap was just made up for white supremacy, and that's bottom line. <laughs> you know. Now, what about it what was about made up? It, it, uh, no, it was made up to subjugate black people yes. and to elevate white people. There is no question about it. No if and you know, about it, it. Now, what it, about Damon? It, Damon uh, okay. Lindolf. Lindelof. Well, yep. Damon Lindelof is a Swedish name. So on his father's side, he is um, Swedish. His ancestor arrived in New York City on September 11, 1893. It was Damon's great-grandfather. His name was Lawrence Lindelof, who was an 18-year-old Swedish immigrant. But on his mama's side, he was Jewish. So I'm going to tell you about that side. Um, Damon knew that he was Jewish. He identifies as Jewish, but he knew little about that line beyond his grandparents. So we found Damon's grandmother, whose name was Rhodes Grzynski, in the 1830 census for Bayonne, New Jersey, living with her parents, whose names were Philip and Dora Grzynski. And so those names led us back to the passenger manifest for a ship that arrived in New York City on December 19, 1905, the SS Bremen. And on board the SS Bremen, traveling with the young couple was Dora's father, whose name was Zizel Locke, who was Damon's great-great-grandfather. And this was a crucial find because um, Zizel's um, entry on the manifest indicates that he was from Beowistock, which was, at the time was part of the notorious Pale of Settlement. Now, the Pale of Settlement was in the Russian Empire, mm -hmm. and it's where Catherine the Great decreed that all Jewish people had to be confined. Um, and so, so many of the guests that we trace, Ashkenazi Jews, uh, descend from people who, were, who lived in the area called the Pale of Settlement in the Russian Empire. Did you ever see Fiddler on the Roof? Did you and Sherry yes, ever see yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. Well, th that takes place in the, the Pale of Settlement. Oh, gotcha, okay, so, gotcha. So records from the Pale are scarce, but we found evidence. You know the phrase, beyond the Pale, that's where it comes from. Ah, I um, did not know that. Okay, Be okay. go yeah, ahead. So, ah. And beyond the Pale, beyond the Pale is where Jews could not go. <laughs> they had to, They were confined to this huge area that contained about 5 million people. Not all the people there were Jewish, but almost all the Jews in Russia lived there. Right. So, but we found evidence that Dora's brother, whose name was Nakam Locke, who's Damon's great-granduncle and his wife Rivka and their six children, were still living in Beowistock in June of 1941 when the Nazis invaded. And then on, in August 1941, a ghetto was created for Jews in Beowistock, and Damon's relatives were trapped. In February 1943, Joe, Nazi forces surrounded the Beowistock ghetto and began deporting its population to concentration camps. Mm -hmm. And in the archives of Vad Yashem, the World Holocaust Remembrance Center located in Israel. Right, I've been um, there. Nakim, yeah. Nakim, yeah, Rivka, and their six children are all listed as having been murdered, murdered. in the mm -hmm. ghetto. And Damon did not know this. Wow. And so he told me, wow. he was deeply moved, man. He said he was struck, first of all, by how fortunate he was that his direct ancestors chose to leave the Pale for America. He said, I feel like there's millions of Jews who don't exist because of what happened, right. but I'm one of the lucky ones. And he says, you know, because Dora got married and she got on that boat. So even within the same family, 
some stay and some decide to migrate, some decide to stay. And in Dora's case, that was a fatal um, Mm -hmm. decision. On on his father's side, the Swedish side, we were able to go back to his ninth great grandfather, whose name um, name was Newt. <laughs> and on his mother's side, back to his third great grandparents, uh, both from Ukraine. His DNA results: he's fifty percent Jewish, which makes sense, right? Because right. his mom is Jewish. Thirty-six percent right. Norwegian, um, and he has a DNA cousin who is Andy. Sandberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, and 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 wow, man, this is this is, and, and and you know, there's, and your timing, especially with this whole Ukraine thing going on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. and you and, you know? and you couldn't have planned that. I mean, when you started, no, this. no, nobody could imagine the evil, the evil that's being foisted upon the innocent and heroic people in. Ukraine by yeah. Putin, man, that is one diabolical dude. Oh yeah, um, no conscience. Yeah, no and, conscience, and, and but to, and then for your show to be timed, and as I say, you couldn't have timed it because you didn't know, and and for no. for this uh, to happen at the same time, all this is going on. Well, look, uh, finding your roots, but but I tell you that at, at Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, 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 wow, that I mean, what a what a blessing to be able to uh, to have that uh, fall in your lap that way. Wow, what a blessing! Oh man, and 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 when Ike asked me when Viola's son, what um, a blessing! I mean, Viola Fletcher, when yeah. she asked me when Ike said, "Would you do it?" I go, "What am I going to say? No." <laughs> <laughs> and I take it, I take it that the the three centurions they didn't have a problem doing it. <laughs> they were ready to spit the test tube right there, right man. There. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Skip, it is always a pleasure having you on. So that's to, that's this uh, tonight, Finding Your Roots. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, if for some reason you miss it or whatever, just stay tuned because uh, PBS is very good at, re- at repeating it. And uh, this will be great. Regina King is is one of my favorite actresses, and and she's a hell of a producer and director too, by the way. And, oh yeah, yeah. And, you know I want to I want to give a special shout out to her because she lost her son. Yeah, and yeah. I um you know my heart goes out to her and sending a lot of love. Yeah. Um. So thank you, Joe. Give sharing my love, right. and I uh, will talk to you next week. Oh, you can count on it. Thank you, Professor Henry Louis Gates. Appreciate it. Um. All right. God bless. Uh, God bless. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.